Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. I hope that you have had a fabulous week and that your firm is running really well and you are ticking along. You know what it's like. It can feel like really slow, slow progress, doesn't it? And you wonder if things are ever going to pick up or if the cash flow is ever going to get better or if more clients are going to come through the door with predictability. But if you keep plugging away and you keep doing the things that you're meant to be doing, let me tell you, your firm will be a success. So as I spoke about last week, one of those things is getting more clients through the door. We all need new clients through the door. This is the foundation of our business. Without clients, we don't have a business. So it's really, really important that we are able to attract the right clients into our law practice. Now, there's lots of ways of doing this. And I talked about the three marketing funnels last week your referral marketing funnel, your organic marketing funnel, and your paid ads. And I believe that it's best to be doing as many of these as you possibly can. But of course, within each category, there are multiple things that you could be doing. And last week, I talked about creating one piece of primary content being either a video or a podcast. Now in my law firm, we do a podcast, which is awesome. One of our podcasts has even had 10,000 downloads, which is amazing. So not only is it great for our branding and not only is it great for networking because we invite different people onto the podcast, but it's also very, very good for bringing in clients because what it does is it helps clients to get to know, like, and trust us before they even make that initial appointment. They're listening to the podcast and for our practice area, and it totally depends on what practice area you're in, but for our practice area in family law, it works very well because obviously people are in turmoil. They don't know where to go. They might have gone through a separation. They know that they probably need to get some legal advice, and it's a soft entry point for them. Often they feel that it's really, really tough and and hardcore to be going off to a lawyer for their family law matter. There can be a lot of guilt around it and things like that. So it takes them a while at times to actually make that move. So in the meantime, they've got some excellent resources and content, aka our podcast, to listen to before they make that move. And then once they've been listening to us, what appointment are they going to make? Which law firm are they going to go to? Well, it's a bit of a no-brainer, right? So it serves us very, very well. 
So I thought today I would talk about podcasting in general for lawyers and for a law firm and how it works if it can be of benefit to you. Now, remember that podcasting and video and content that you create, it's all content. That's all it is. It's content for people to consume. It's just that we create it using different platforms or using different equipment uh, for the consumer to listen to or watch or read, consume. So a podcast is, as you know, because you are listening to one right now, is something that people listen to. And the benefits of listening to a podcast is that often people start listening to your podcast, they will continue to listen to your podcast. So welcome if you're a first time listener, but you're probably not. You've probably listened to multiple of these podcasts and you look forward to and tune into listening to the podcast on a regular basis. So therefore people are really getting to know you, which is really awesome. Um, So there's that benefit. The other benefit is that it's really great for showcasing your your thought leadership. Uh, you can discuss current legal issues in your practice area, changes of law, complex legal concepts, uh, and you can establish yourself as a lawyer in your practice area as a thought leader, which is a really, really awesome benefit. The other benefit that I find to be awesome is that it's really great for client engagement. It does help you as a law firm owner or lawyer in your firm to connect with your audience in a much more personal way. People really do get to know you and they keep tuning in, as I said before. So it is great for that client engagement. And often when people are listening to your podcast, they're also going over and finding you on Instagram or LinkedIn, wherever it is that they're hanging out as well. So it really does sort of couple hand in hand with that. As I mentioned before, one of the things and benefits that I've found for the law firm podcast is the networking opportunities Everyone wants to be a guest on a podcast. It's an honor to be asked to be a guest on a podcast. So interviewing peers or industry experts or professionals from related fields or that maybe you share a client, it can broaden your network and it really does foster collaborations, which is absolutely positive for your brand, for your law firm, for your relationships, and of course, it helps getting referrals the bigger your network um, is. So it is a really excellent way of creating networking opportunities. I've met people through the podcast um, at the firm that I otherwise wouldn't have and spent you know a decent amount of time talking to them. It gives you an excuse to have that Zoom meeting with people rather than it being something that they are you are getting from them it's something that they feel like they're getting from you because when you broadcast their podcast you are sharing it with all of your people which helps their brand you are sharing it on your website which helps their brand you are sharing it on your socials which helps their brand who doesn't want that if you are an associate of that area of law so for example Uh, We have interviewed and talked with people such as um, child psychologists. Uh, We have talked with other lawyers, barristers, 
litigation funding, uh, anything that's sort of in relation to uh, family law. Uh, we have spoken to people who also provide services to clients who are going through family law. So it works really, really well. Uh, the next benefit is that it really also does help with your marketing and building your law firm's brand, which is really, really important. It does enhance your law firm's brand and visibility, as I said in the last episode, in terms of then it also gives you the ability to use that as your primary piece of content and then get more and more content out of the primary piece. So an example is that then you write a blog article about the podcast, you then write a newsletter about the podcast, you then write various social media posts about the podcast, pop it on reels, etc. And then you have created a, a massive brand campaign every single week for your law firm, which is awesome. And the final benefit of podcasting for law firms is that it creates a platform for you to educate and really give value to the public. Now, you may never, ever see some of the people that listen into your podcast, and that is totally fine, but you're actually helping people by sharing information and giving value. You're helping them demystify their you know, the beliefs that they have around things and helping them to understand the legal system and your practice area. So it's really important. And even if they don't come to you as a client, you have educated and given values, which is a really important thing to do as a lawyer. So if I have convinced you that starting a podcast might be a great idea because there are so many benefits I'll just recap those benefits, thought leadership, client engagement, networking opportunities, marketing and building your law firm's brand and educating people about your practice area. There are so many benefits there, oh, as well as, by the way, you will get clients that come from your podcast, which is awesome. So now that you're convinced that you do want to start a podcast, you're probably thinking, oh, I don't know how to go about starting a podcast so I'm going to walk you through a few steps on how you can start your podcast for your law firm. So the first step or the first thing that you definitely need to be doing is you need to identify your niche. You've probably already done that as a law firm owner. I hope you have uh, done all that work. We do all of that in the Scalable Business Lounge. We get right in detail and in depth about who is your ideal client? Because the thing is, is we want to be talking to our ideal client on the podcast. That's who we're speaking with. So imagine if we had our ideal client sitting right in front of us, what do they want to be hearing about or listening to? And so for us and at Collective Family Law, that is, of course, our family law clients. They want to know all sorts of aspects of family law. But our ideal client is the one who has a property. So we're talking a lot about property division because this is who we want to attract into our law firm. So keep in mind who your ideal client is. Don't go and talk about topics that will attract the wrong client for you. Make sure you've identified your ideal niche and the topics are crafted for those people. 
And then that takes me to step two, which is to understand your audience. So also knowing whether or not a podcast will actually cater to the people that you're wanting to attract. Are they listening to podcasts, for example? And when we understand the audience and we think they are listening to podcasts, what kind of content, tone, complexity do we need to be going into? So obviously for us, we are talking to your mums and dads that own a property that's around a million plus dollars and they're going through a separation. They've probably never been through a separation before, so they don't understand the law. And so we really want to be talking to them about their pain points, what their issues are, and then we want to be giving them some practical tips around that. Sometimes we do go into more in-depth legal topics, particularly if there's been changes in the law or anything like that. Um, But we want to also give them practical things like how can they use litigation funding and do they actually need to go to court or not. So it's quite simple in terms of the content uh, because that's the audience that we're catering to. So number three in starting your podcast is the next thing that you should be doing is start creating some content and if you're not even creating the full content create content headlines we have a whole library of content headlines and it really does help uh, in terms of then you're never lost for what you might want to talk about on the podcast you can plan episodes ahead of time and also choose interesting topics and you might even have a series So, you know, a series of three or four that all link to each other, kind of like how this podcast here, me talking about podcasts for law firms, links to last week where I talked about organic content and whether or not you should do a podcast or a video. So this week we're linking it to a a pod episode about podcasts, which then creates a series which then creates the listener, you know, gives the listener a a reason to tune in next week. So that is a a really great idea as well. So next up, you need to choose a name for your podcast. And you also need to create a title page. And you need to choose some intro and outro music. So that's kind of all the branding side of things. So let's call the next step, step number four, branding of your podcast. What is it going to look like? Uh, What is it going to be called? What is it going to sound like, that intro music as you come in? So that is an important aspect. And I would hop on Google and hop on podcasts and really make sure that no one else is using that same name in the same niche as you and having a look around. Uh, you can hop on Canva. You can create a really nice cover on Canva. It's super simple. And then you can also pick your music from somewhere like Audio Jungle, cost you 20 bucks or something like that to download some royalty-free music that you can use as your intro and outro. So that is step number four. Now, step number five is the technical setup. It's actually really, really simple. It might seem difficult, like how would I start a podcast and what do I need and it sounds real complex. It's actually super, super simple. So you do need to invest in a decent uh, microphone 
or your quality of sound is not going to be great. So initially I had a great microphone and then one of the lawyers in my law firm started paying an interest or taking interest in in being the podcast host for the law firm. And so I bought her a kind of cheaper podcasting um, mic and the sound quality was very different from the mic that I had purchased. So I ended up purchasing her one the same and it makes a massive, massive difference. My podcasting mic was $200. It's a Rode. You can buy them online. It's super, super simple and easy. Uh, and then we also um, record on what's called Audacity. It's a free recording, like podcast recording app, I suppose you could say, on your computer. You can download it for free. It's awesome. Yeah, so we use Audacity. And then you're also going to need to consider what pl- platform you are going to host and distribute your podcast on. There are multiple of them these days. And what the platform does is you upload it onto there and it also pushes it out into the all the spaces. So it pushes it out to Spotify, Apple, and then all these other different um, podcast platforms so that it, your podcast is accessible no matter where people are tuning in from. Um, some of these platforms are paid monthly and some are free. We use a free one at the law firm. So it is super simple and easy. Just hunt around the web, find the one that suits you and go for it. One of the awesome things about uh, the platforms, all of them, is that they give you lots of stats about who's listening, how many people are listening, where they're listening in from. When I say who, I don't mean I can I can see you individually because I absolutely can't. I wish I could because I would love to know who's listening. Um, yeah, if you ever come across me on Instagram or anything like that, give me a shout out and say, I'm listening, I'm listening. Or go in and leave a review so that I can know that you are listening and who you are. Anyway, I digress. Um, the platforms will share with you the stats and where people are tuning in from so that you have a really good idea about that. And also, for example, you can see how many listens on each podcast. You can see what topics appeal to people, which really helps because then you can start delivering content that people really want to listen to. So now you've got your content, you have got your cover and intro, outro, you've technically all set up, so you're ready to record and you're ready to go. You record, you get it all um, edited, so I would recommend 100% that you get your podcast edited by someone else other than you. It will cost you, you know, 35, 40 bucks uh, to each podcast. You can do this on Fiverr. Um, easily and you just upload it, boom, they send it back to you, done. Uh, Or you can find someone locally. I have someone locally. I'm very fortunate because my son at uni is very keen on earning money. So he is um, editing my podcasts. If you want to create your own podcast and you want me to give you his number, I will do that. Um, So you need to then get your podcast edited Once all of that is done and it is uploaded to the platform, which is super simple as well, we create show notes and all of that sort of stuff. We also put it on our website with show notes. 
Uh, but once you've done that, then of course, step number six for starting your podcast is to promote your podcast. So the obvious place to get started is social media. Promoting it there is an excellent idea. We also promote it on our website and we also send out an email newsletter. And then of course it is on the platform. So, you know, it'll be on Spotify and Apple and so people can search. You cannot rely on that though because there are a sea of podcasts now and like everything else, it is harder and harder to be found. So you do need to promote your podcast. There are also um, other places that you could promote it, such as on forums of wherever your people are, Facebook groups, um, your professional networks, to your clients and referrers. And if you do get guests on your podcast, this is a massive benefit, Guests love being on podcasts, so they often share the content out as well to their network. So it works very, very well. And the final tip that I have for starting your podcast is to really just learn and adapt as you go along. It's not going to be perfect straight away. I used to stumble and, you know, it was awful. Like I'd stop and pause and stop and pause and delete and you know carry on (laughs) and it was hard work at first now I'm so used to it I can literally ramble on to myself (laughs) through the podcast mic for ages and it's just become a whole lot easier it's like everything practice makes perfect don't be too critical of yourself initially I think that if you went back to my very first podcast either here at Scalable Law or over at collective family law podcast um, you would find that it is awful it's awful whereas now everything flows a lot more freely and I'm a lot more comfortable it just takes time so action equals what's the word I'm trying to find you know what I mean taking action equals like getting there in the end so just keep going and you'll you'll continually learn you'll adapt And you will also start to work out what content is relevant and engaging because you'll get to see how many people are listening and what they're listening to. So those are the steps of starting your podcast. I will quickly run through those again with you. So first of all, identify your niche. Second, understand your audience. Then you need to plan out your content. Then you need to work out all of your branding You need to do all your technical setup, which is not that technical. It's pretty straightforward, so don't get stuck there. Then you need to promote your podcast and then continue to learn and adapt as you go on. So, of course, with anything, there are some challenges as well. So podcasting offers massive, massive benefits for your law firm. It really, really does. But there are some challenges, and one of those is Uh, commitment and maintaining consistency. I can tell you right now that I would love to get a podcast out every single week and I strive to do that. And this year in 2024, my goal is to 100% stick to that. But over the years, I've been podcasting, I think for three years, over the years, there are times where you falter, where you don't, you know, you're not as consistent. But the thing is, is that 
podcasts stay up forever. And so often when I'm searching for a podcast, I'm looking at content and I might see something and think, oh, that's really interesting. But and it's still there. But when I see that it's out of date by 12 months, like they haven't posted for 12 months, that's when I'm less likely to actually listen. So even if it's a regular, like, but regular enough, it's better than nothing. So, you know, progress over perfection. And so for me, I'm always remembering to come back to the podcast and make sure that it's fairly consistent. We do have very regular up-to-date podcasts for the firm, but I can't say that they are exactly a week on, um, you know, all the time. So just keep that in mind. Um, Standing out and growing in the market of legal podcasts, you know, there are more and more these days. But depending on your niche, depending on your location, you might be the only person in your area doing it. So there's still a lot of opportunity out there and it is, you know, a great opportunity. So get in there. So in conclusion, podcasting for your law firm really, really is more than a marketing tool. I believe that it's a really great platform for your primary piece of content. It's a great platform for engagement, thought leadership, networking, um, education, and with the right approach and commitment, you can leverage podcasting to enhance your business and your personal profile so, so much. So if you're interested in getting podcasting, you know, now is a great time and there's lots of uh, tools out there, including Inside the Scalable Business Lounge, I teach you how to start a podcast. All the tech, all the tools, all the tips, everything that you need to know is in there. And we're also covering this topic at Law BizCon as well. So if you haven't got your Law BizCon tickets, please do that. Time is ticking and May is going to be here before we know it. And it is going to be the legal conference for law firm owners of the year. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Anyway, it's been awesome uh, chatting today with you and I hope that you're having a fabulous week. I look forward to hearing from you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.